2: to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie with a historic 18 week schedule, offering more action than ever before. You need a sports book casino. That's reliable and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season. So do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu alpha bravo echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar that's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code zabe and making your first deposit today bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie and when you win get paid today on the zabe cast a weekend of well i've never seen that in sports, including multiple things in baseball, notorious J A Y joins me to chew through Week Five in the NFL. Anybody up for Bills, Bucks in the Super Bowl? Urban Meyer's not just horny, but delusional, and John Gruden is a racist. All that plus a rousing rendition of "F That Guy." Your 30 minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, October 12, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Let me get to some electronic mail before I get to Jay. You can send them to zabe at yahoo.com. This one from my man, Michael Hall. Hello, Mike. Wisconsin drinking problem? He writes as an Ohioan. In Illinois, Zabe, coming from Wisconsin, you're greeted with signs, literally road signs, that say alcohol limit 0.08. For the record, I have not seen those signs in Illinois coming from Indiana or Iowa or Missouri. So, yeah, you have a drinking problem. Do you think that's going to deter anybody from Wisconsin? This one from Phil Kolokotronis, 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 bring back NFL talk on Mondays is the subject. Zabe, just a quick vote to please bring back NFL talk on your Monday edition of the Zabe cast. Hold on. Who said we were having a vote? Are we having a vote? No vote. Right. Yeah. Dictatorship. Andy's usually your Monday guest, and he's very good with NFL talk overall. I much prefer this to just college football talk or waiting for NFL talk on Tuesdays. Thanks, Phil Kolokotronis, Columbia, Maryland. That'd be a no. It's going to stay this way. I like it. I got the pod done and put to bed by 10 a.m. on Sunday, and I relaxed. Nothing hanging over my head. Just watched football all day. That is my new Sunday jam. Get, that, get There's so much to talk about anyway. It's got to be broken up into two chunks. So you just can't have to sit tight till Tuesday. Plus, you learn more. There's more stuff that comes out Sunday night, quotes, sound bites, injuries, things that happened. Monday, the same thing. Wait till you hear this Urban Meyer quote that came out. Two things that make you go, oh, this guy so needs to get fired. This one from Josh Latanzi, Steve, great show as always, and as a DMV guy, always love hearing Andy. Occasional emailer, but definitely not a first time writing. The issue is the length of games in baseball, which you talked about with Andy, is never going to be addressed by nibbling around the edges with three hitter minimums, pitch clocks, limiting mound visits, and on and on. Longer games are here to stay because it simply is an issue of more pitches being thrown. We can quibble over who's responsible, but that turns into a chicken or egg argument. Are pitchers nibbling because hitters are more selective or do hitters adjust to the pitchers? Well, true. There's not enough balls in play and there's not enough swinging at the ball. You could expand the strike zone. I'm not against experimenting with things like we're going to really start calling high strikes, low strikes and everything else to which I'm sure Angel Hernandez will say good right up my alley. I've been calling those for a while now when they're really balls and it. Anyway, he says, this is essentially a root cause situation, but since part of the object of the game is to not make outs, the walk has been heightened in in importance. Throw in the desire to get strikeouts while pitching, and you have a recipe for lengthier games. Easy solution, nope, but adding artificiality and continuing to worship the false god of replay, amen to that, certainly continues to make things worse. As for Andy's old man suggestion about fouling with two strikes and you're out, That was actually in the original rules. But sometime in the late 19th century, they changed it to the current setup with two strikes, except for bunting, obviously. That rule change might have been the most revolutionary one ever, for reasons you mentioned. The fighting spirit of the hitter to stay alive with his back against the wall. Amen to that. I mean, that's baseball to me. Anyway, I love the podcast. We'll keep listening as long as you keep dropping them. Continue to fight the good fight. Regards, Josh LaTanzi. Okay. I don't know how much of the fight I'm fighting. I'm just trying to bring some common sense into the world one way or the other. Okay, let's get right to them. I got so much to talk about today. We're here for a good time, not a long time, so let's do it. Not, not, no time. jay welcome to tuesdays yes tuesdays with maury (laughs) how do you feel about living on tuesdays
1: i don't really have any opinion on that it makes no difference to me
2: you did ask for a raise and i agreed
1: yes reluctantly
2: Yes. From zero to one dollar. Now, okay. shh, don't tell anyone else you're getting a dollar per episode. <laughs> I'll have a fucking revolution on my hands here, all right? <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want to have your mind blown with maybe the greatest stat of the day I've ever seen? One that I had to look up to make sure it was actually accurate. What sport? Oh, before we start. It's a football related but it's a pop culture one that is right up your alley. Okay, but before we start. Fuck Carol. Fuck, I I forgot it fuck I forgot Carol. it last week. Exactly. Okay. Fuck. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Okay, everyone back off here. This is your ultimate stat of the day courtesy Super 70 Sports. Stat of the day. Did you know that Tom Brady is now older than Grady from Sanford and Son during the first two seasons of that television show. He was older than Whitman w- Mayo. Whitman Mayo, <laughs> behold, yes. your stats Help <laughs> the day. <laughs>
1: I'm going to take that to the next meeting and then throw that out and everybody's mind will be blown.
2: For those that don't know, Grady looked just as old and raggedy as as uh, Fred Sanford, yes, aka yes. Red Fox, but he was only forty two. Tom Brady looks fantastic, better than ever right now at forty four, and, and 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 good old uh, Whitman Mayo. Good, good shady, blue. shady, r- right? <laughs> shady, Brady. Sometimes call. you look
1: like
0: you half dead. <laughs> I'm a little sick, Grady. That's
2: why I had a doctor come here a little while ago. Oh, God. They, they, you know, the golden age of television.
1: I, I was telling a friend and I were talking about television, and I said, I will put up the first three years of Sanford and Son against <laughs> anything, and it will come out pretty much even. Sanford and Son, the first three years, was as funny as television has ever been.
2: Yeah, good stuff. There you go. Okay, yeah. well, before we get to the football, let's talk baseball. Yes. Amazing, crazy things that most of us have never seen before in our life, including the Tampa Bay Rays getting completely fucked on the I, Kevin Kiermeyer double that bounced off Hunter Renfro, not the football Hunter Renfro, oh, by the way, yes, and bounces over the fence and prevents Edwin Diaz from coming home because that, that's the rule. I, that's exactly right. Now That's what do movie. you make of the ninnies who wouldn't shut up about this on Sunday night, just belly aching up a storm and saying we've got to change this? Or how about this, the dumber people going, Well, why don't you just knock the ball over the fence next time? I'm In like the words, have you have you thought have you thought about what that would take, like the kind of mental dexterity and the perfection of like, okay, hold on, it's coming off the wall and and ricochet bounce and whap. Okay. Yeah. Is the, and then turn around. Is the runner? Is he, where is he? Fuck you. In the words of Furio, no bitch to me. No bitch to me is goddamn right. <laughs> Those are the rules. And it's, you know, it's in my life. I've never seen anything quite like that. I saw a ball ricochet off of Jose, Jose Canseco's can
1: Yeah, but I've never seen. The but word. it never hit but, the ground. You, you know, the wait. radical
2: the radical rule change I suggested for this that would fix it. You ready? If it bounces over the fence, it's also a home run. (laughs) No. I knew you wouldn't like that one. But here's the thing. The rules, Jay, can be anything you want them to be. Over the fence is a home run.
1: Anything other than that is not a home
2: run. Right. The reason that over the fence is a home run or a ground rule double is that you can't go chase the ball into the stand. That would be patently unfair. By the time you got over the fence, fought off a bunch of savage-ass Yankee fans, Taking your life in your hands, you wouldn't be able to throw anybody out. So they just—that's how
1: it. Yeah. well, that's how it used to be in the 19s and or what are they, well, not? Is that that's not the aughts. Well, no, the aughts and the early, uh, the early 11s and 10s. Really? And so they used to sell. You could stand in the outfield, and they would have a rope, and if your player hit a ball into that area. It was a double, but some, what some people would do is if there was your guy, you pull the, you pull the rope back.
2: <laughs> oh this yeah. Is, this they, is some straight ass Ken Burns baseball shit you're talking about.
1: Yeah. They would yeah, I read, well, I read this in a book and Ken Burns.
2: Okay. okay. But
1: yeah, they would, they would sell seats anywhere. Standing room was everywhere.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of this, speaking of ropes, do you know where gallery ropes in golf came from?
1: Ooh, this ought to be good.
2: 150 years plus ago, when old Tom Morris was playing money matches with his son over there uh, at Carnoustie and whatnot, fans that, that would watch the matches were so intrusive and such hecklers to the players to try to win their bets, they would, like, stand in the bunkers and, like, crowd them and, like, sort of try to block their way. So they finally said, "All right, we need some ropes to keep the fucking people away from the golfers." That was in the movie Tommy's Honor, which is a not a terrible historical period piece on ancient golf.
1: Tommy's Honor.
2: Tommy's Honor. Yes.
1: Okay, I yes. will have to look for that one. I
2: do love a good
1: sports biographical movie. You know, okay.
2: you know how you know how young Tom Morris died at way too early an age, like thirty-eight years old or something whooping cough basically he got pneumonia playing a match at st andrews in a light snow on christmas day <laughs> but he won you he won the match one up <laughs> so at least there was that and then he and then he fell ill and he fucking died and <laughs> you kind of asked him for it okay well <laughs> Got it. His his uh his his beautiful bride died during childbirth while he was across. Oh my God! He was across the bay uh, playing a match with his dad. <laughs> that yeah. sounds
1: like the that sounds like the story in the other guys when they were singing at the bar. <laughs> you ever, did you, <laughs> It sounds that sad. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it, but in Scotland they call it ah, the happiest golf story ever because <laughs> they're <laughs> such a dour lot. They're like, yeah, what are you gonna do? So anyway, um, that was run rule. The other one was the Yuri Guriel throw that clipped Yasmani Grandal shades of Reggie Jackson in putting 78. Putting his butt out in 70,
1: 77, 78.
2: Right. And by the way, Jay, I rooted so hard for the Dodgers back then. My mom was a Brooklyn Dodger fan, so I wasn't going to root for the fucking Yankees. And I remember as a kid, 10 years old, I was outraged. I was like, how can the umpires not see that? Total cheater. I felt so wronged as a 10-year-old boy. And just be, well, would you like to hear something funny? Your mom hated, hated the
1: Yankees. Yeah. My dad, my dad did not want to be uh, like the other kids in the neighborhood growing up. So he rooted against Jackie Robinson and the Dodgers and became a Yankee fan.
2: Your dad. Yes. Black yes. man. rooted yes. Against yes. Jackie fucking Robinson.
1: He, he did not want to be like everybody <laughs> else. And be a die. I swear to God, this is a that true is, story. That, this, is, that, this is a true story. That is and, some
2: serious black on black and, crime, right there, brother.
1: My dad is the biggest. In the 1980s, Abe, we had a satellite dish just so he could pick the games up. That's the only purpose that we had a satellite dish.
2: Oh my God i I yeah. know your I know your sweet mother has passed. Is your father around? My my dad is still around. Yes. What do you say? We have a father son podcast
1: that'd be that'd be he's actually pretty funny if you ever want to do that one day yes where does he, he live could, he lives in virginia right outside richmond he, he, he okay. could regale you he could regale you with stories about how uh in uh 115 pound football my dad working the uh we were playing a game in literally a monsoon Dave, literally a monsoon yeah of course then with probably light rain but now the story has become a monster. Okay. He's he's working the sideline chains, <laughs> and I'm playing defensive back. The team that the team that we're playing is driving. Nothing nothing game, fourth quarter, like 30 seconds left. My dad yells to me, watch your side. And I look up, huh? Quarterback drops back, throws the ball, hits me right between the three and the three. I take it back 75 yards. Wow. Game game winning score all because of my dad was snitching and listening to the other team's plays
2: <laughs> that's classic right there so yeah that's yeah. why you you always bring your own chain gang to road games yeah. always yes so <laughs> yeah see he can regale you with those
1: tales yes
2: uh, you know you and your dad in the van would be phenomenal we gotta we gotta set that up the well, J, probably, the yeah. Jayco behind the music.
1: I didn't that. That be <a> good. <laughs> that be a good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. So anyway, so here's what blew me away about the uh Grandall and L play. I think it was obvious that uh Grandall ran into the way of it's the throw right. and he chicken winged it? it. What's crazy is that they explained on baseball tonight that that runners lane with the extra little chalk line doesn't mean shit. It is, it is the, the, it's
1: up to the ump to decide. Yes. That's the part that never, it, it be, doesn't
2: yes. mean anything. They say that the, the line taken by the runner is the official line to first base. And it's the fielders who have to work around that. And I'm like, Branded.
1: well then yes, why even draw that extra fucking? That's a hundred. Well, that's why Well, if there's a ball hit up the line, a good catcher, or I'm sorry a good fielder will tell the catcher where to throw because sure. you just
2: don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh from the never seen it before, did you ever see Garcia replace Garcia to pitch to Garcia? To
1: Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the triple Garcia
2: factor. Yes. I know I know Garcia's like Smith You know, for Hispanic uh, surnames, but Jesus Christ, Garcia for Garcia and pitch to Garcia. Uh, Have you ever seen somebody pulled into the end zone against their will, like Austin Eckler was? That that was very funny. I mean, in your life, never seen that. No. Did you ever have you ever seen a double punt like the one Thursday night?
1: No. Okay, that that one I wanted to ask about. Is that legal?
2: It is, but. Some thought it should have been flagged that uh, the kicker, I forget his name, uh, was over the line of scrimmage, and that would be illegal. But two kicks behind the line of scrimmage is legal.
1: I've never heard of that one before in my time. that Never that heard it, one. never, seen it. Michael never Dixon. seen it.
2: Michael Dixon is his name. He's an Aussie. So, like, being an Aussie, you're crazy, and you play Aussie rules football. The fact that the thing was spinning at about 4,000 RPMs on its nose, and he scoops it up with one hand, like, all right, mate. I will take your bingle to the bungle. Let's go, mate. And then he runs with it, and he's like, "Oh shit!" You know what? I can still kick this, and gets a good punt off. Was a hell of a feat, I thought.
1: Other, have we had a bad Monday, Sunday, no Thursday night game? I mean, a bad one? I don't think we have. Not They've yet. They've all been entertaining. And watch, I say
2: tonight. Tonight will be, be a, a blowout, shit, shit bag game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about this? Have you ever seen a kicker hit the wind flag and miss a field goal? Like And thought and thought he was uh, he thought he was right on. <laughs> Evan McPherson for the Bengals was already, you know, popping six guns and doing the doing the shimmy shake, and it's like, no, you missed. And it went <laughs> poof. It hit the fucking streamer at the top of that goal. You know, those uprights are 40 feet tall, they're massive. They made them Which, taller. Uh, they used to be only 30 feet above the crossbar. And they're like, these kickers are too good, too strong. We got to make them even higher. And he poofed the flag on the outside of it.
1: And I thought, well, if you hit, I thought if you hit the straight, no, I guess that, that would make no sense Okay, because it, right. it's it to the outside of it. All right. so Are you, are you, it, are you
2: ready for the definition? If the ball goes over the top of the goalpost?
1: Please, women. That happened
2: once too. Oh, it's happened multiple times. Yeah, but it's so it's such a a a lick and a promise, pig and a poke judgment call. It's kind of ridiculous. Basically, as long as the outside edge of the football does not break the outside plane of the post, it's good. Got
1: it. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. So, unlike in tennis, where if the inside edge of the ball is just grazing the outside edge of the line. It's still good. It's different. Apparently in football, you have to, it has to have been perceived to be partially over the goalpost, not entirely, but how are you going to spot that? If you're a fucking referee sitting below balls flying over your head, it's a guess. But that's why we need Eddie Hockeyley back. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not, not, it's not a Sean
2: Hockeyley fan, by the way. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Why not? Nah, I am being funny, son of a care. legend. <laughs> oh, I can tell <laughs> that. Yeah, I can care Oh, less. I'd love to have Hockey Lee back. I'd love to have uh, uh, Gene Steratore back. These oh. guys were good. No, not a fan of Steratore. No, not at all. Why not?
1: Terrible, terrible basketball and uh, football oh. official.
2: Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go through the league at week five. Steelers win. How you feeling now? You are alive.
1: Uh. Well, they ran the ball. And limited Big Ben to, like, 18 attempts and got a win. That's a recipe for having a shitty quarterback.
2: Okay. Did you happen – I'm sure you probably didn't see this. uh, Good Morning Football and Kyle Brandt did a piece where Brandt pretended to be a trainer, a boxing trainer, giving Big Ben a pep talk.
1: Oh, was he trying to be funny?
2: No. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I mean, well, I. Are you a Kyle Brandt fan? Only because he knows me and likes me. <laughs> oh, you
1: know, oh, you know, Kyle Brandt? Okay, I didn't know that. He's okay. a SoCal
2: guy. He, he knows me. He's he's a he's a fan of mine of sorts. He had heard me on Fox Sports Radio. Heard you too back in the day.
1: Was on yeah. the Real World. I,
2: I know. Right. That's the thing. You know, uh, devastatingly handsome. You know, just big square. I, mean, I jaw. know. I have. I have no guy. opinion.
1: I would just say, do you? Yeah, I have no opinion of Kyle Brandt?
2: Yeah. Uh, Did you also see, by the way, CBS? CBS had a um, a short film called "The Move," and it told the story of how the Colts left Baltimore in the middle of the night. I I lived it. Okay. Do you know how they got out in the middle of the night? The
1: Mayflower vans.
2: All right. How? Uh, Robert
1: Irsay called them uh, at. Let me see, because that night, and I believe Zabin, it was a Wednesday, because it had snowed that night, and we were mm-hmm. off school the next day. <laughs> and and uh, I remember getting reports on television. There are Mayflower vans at the Colts Owings Mills complex, and they they took everything, the furniture, from the everything. And this was a really new complex, the practice facility. And took everything and went out
2: under cover of the night. Okay. You don't even know the story. The story apparently is some guy went there with cash to a fraternity, a frat house, and promised these frat boys 10 bucks an hour to pack everything up in the middle of the night. Don't ask any questions. Put them on a bus. I have heard.
1: I have heard that one also. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I have a yes. Well, they, it was a, it was a great theatrical portrayal of what that was like. And at first, you know, these 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 frat boys, they were like get, drinking, getting high, and just fucking around, playing video games. Like, yeah, no, we're not doing. We're not moving anything right now. It's, it's like one a.m. Fuck off. And they're like, no, we'll pay you good money. And the guy goes, how many of how many of us do you need? He goes, all of you. So they took a whole frat house, basically. And they 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 walked them through, and they're like, "Pack this up, yes. Pack that up, yes." What, what's going on here? No questions. And then they were packing in- up. They were packing up the locker rooms, and the play. And then and the one guy with well, one kid goes, "Well, there's some personal stuff here." And the guy goes, "Don't worry, they'll get it when they get to Indianapolis." And he goes, "Indianapolis." So that was the first little tip at what was going on. They they pointed to the Super Bowl trophy, and they go. Pack this up, and the guy goes, it's not bolted down, is it? No. Pack it up. I believe they were from Towson State at the time. Okay. It's a a really cool little mini film, about six, seven minutes long. It was actually, they spent money on a pregame show, Jay, and they did something (laughs) creative, which is extremely rare these days. You know what I mean? They didn't have four guys yelling, no? (laughs) Well, they they had that, but at least they had something that was high value, in my opinion. All right, Bills, Bucks, Super Bowl, are you ready?
1: Yeah, I think the Bills are for real. I think Josh Allen might be for real. When they limit him, game one against the Steelers, he threw 45 times, didn't work out. I I believe he threw like 27 or 25 yesterday, Mm -hmm. worked out well. So, do you know yeah, the time, highest,
2: you know the highest ranking of any defensive category for the Chiefs is 28th? Oh, they're terrible. They are terrible.
1: They're ter- By the way, is is can we should we all blame this on Andy Reid's son?
2: Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, okay. he's, he's a dick who drove while he was not proper to drive, drunk or kept up on goofballs and fucking nearly killed a little girl. And I don't know what her condition is now because, you know, it's I'm, impolite to talk about that shit. You know, like, oh, we can't talk about it now. Ask I believe she, she might be in jail.
1: I believe she might be. She might have like brain damage. I yeah. think she. Yeah.
2: Update yeah. on girl Andy Reed's kid smashed into. That's, that's a pretty clumsy Google search right there. Uh, March 2nd of this year, young girl likely suffered permanent brain damage yeah. in Britt Reed crash. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no use for that. I, I wouldn't say there's a direct correlation, but they're bad on defense. Speaking of bad on defense, how about the Washington football team?
1: <laughs> I saw Albert I. Goldie with the tweet, and he was running down all the stats, and he said, uh, he- Heine- I never, Heineke
2: played his worst game of the year, and I was like, Al, there'll be more to come. There'll be more to he's, come. The he's, defense, he's, though. Here was the end of half (coughs) Hail Mary. You all right there? The end of half Hail Mary that left people completely perplexed as to who the fuck coaches up end of half or end of game Hail Mary defenses. Here is Winston. Just going to take his
1: shot, throwing towards the end zone. And it is cut. My goodness. Touchdown,
2: Winston's prayer is answered. Nobody on the red skin on the Wolfskins jumped. Nobody! Like, it was the easiest flat-footed, are you gonna go for that Hail Mary I've ever seen? And then, Jay, after the game, Rivera was pressed on it and he goes, what I see? Uh, they threw it and they caught it. That's all there is. And they're oh, like, River, he, Riverboat Ronnie. Yeah, and they're, and they're like, you sure you don't want to say anything else? He's like, Look, man, sometimes those things happen. And people were just, like, those are the kind of things from Rivera that make me go, this shakes my confidence in him, that he could be so defiantly clueless, claiming, he claimed, he's like, our guys jumped. No, they didn't. Watch the play again.
1: Oh, God, Ryan. Anyway,
2: that 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 said, they're an 0-5 team and a 2-3 and rapper, and there's more bad games to come, for sure, for Taylor Heineke. Yes, it will yes. People like to have fun during the holidays. You know what's not fun? Returning an ugly sweater. Don't give anyone an ugly sweater this year. Give choice gift cards from giftcards.com instead, and they can pick their own sweater from some of their favorite brands. It's genius.
0: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?
2: to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie with a historic 18 week schedule, offering more action than ever before. You need a sports book casino. That's reliable and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season. So do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. Did you see Dan Campbell cried after losing again at the gun? I did. To a kid. and that's feel bad yeah. for him? Yeah. Did
1: They've not, they've been playing their asses off and they've had the worst. I mean, they left too much time, I guess, but it was Kirk. It's like they, 39 I, I seconds. They, the only person who thought he was going to win that is charge.
2: So, <laughs> exactly.
1: Here I, was, you, I, uh, yeah.
2: Here is Campbell. When you see your players give all that they have and, uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but um, you know, we we made the one mistake that cost us, you know. And a little bit too much feminine energy for me, especially no, for a guy. I'm especially okay. for okay. ah, a Especially for a guy who talked about chewing off kneecaps in his opening presser.
1: When you get your nuts kicked in two weeks in
2: a rosé, you gotta. It's nothing you can do but cry. You're 0 five. He got more crying. Your tear ducts will dry up. You're coaching the Lions, bro. <laughs> speaking speaking of crying, are we going to talk about Randy Moss? We can talk about. Well, the the Gruden thing is a big meatball. I wanted to get to once Thank I ran you. through some of the okay. football stuff.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the end then.
2: Okay. By the way, would you rather have your coach horny or weepy? Horny Urban Meyer or weepy Dan Campbell? I'll hang up and listen off the air.
1: I'll I'll take Weepy over a horn <laughs> doll coach.
2: Did you Okay, so here's how clueless Urban Meyer is. The uh the Jaguars rushed for a pretty robust 198 yards and he said, "You know what? I like our offensive identity right now." Says he wants 250-250, meaning 250 yards passing and 250 yards rushing.
1: This, uh, this Urban,
2: You're not playing Youngstown State. Right. This falls under the category of tell huh? me you have no idea how the NFL works without telling me you have no idea how the NFL works. He really I said wonder, that. You know what I else he said? what
1: job he'll take next year I know. when he's coaching
2: college. He's going to take your SC job. Buckle uh, up. Get ready to jump off of that ship when he comes on board. You know that's going to go happen. Go Hokies. Yeah. <laughs> Go Hokies. Um, so yeah, not only did he say that, which is stupid on its face. Only three teams last year rushed for 250 yards all season. That's 200 and how many? 56 games, and there was three times it happened. So that's stupid. But also, he said that he didn't think that Trevor Lawrence was comfortable running the quarterback sneak. And then Trevor Lawrence said, yeah, no, that's not the case. I'm like, you're going to admit five games into the year that you spend no time getting your quarterback, who's a pretty big dude, and ran the ball quite a lot in college, to learn how to fucking sneak it? Everyone knows how to sneak it. Take, snap, press forward immediately through one of the A-gaps. Pick one, left or right. Well, if you remember Todd Haley, uh...
1: Or Ben Roethlisberger said there was never a sneak in the Todd Haley playbook.
2: That's ridiculous. I know. There should always be a sneak in your playbook. Yeah, you kidding me? I know. I know. (laughs) I know. But I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Trey Lance, not quite ready to be playing full-time. I watched a good chunk of that Arizona-San Francisco game. He's obviously got some raw talent. But, man, Kyle Shanahan ran his ass a lot in that game. Because that's all he has to
1: do. Trey Lance, not a great throw of the football yet.
2: Not yet. Maybe there at some point, but they ran him a lot. Other quarterbacks I saw running. So, first of all, Lance went head first at the goal line. Yeah, Did you not see smart. that play? Not got smart. Fucking stoned. Uh, Joe Burrow got completely blown up, diving head first for a first down in the middle of the game. Daniel Jones thought, oh, watch, I'll just lower my head and take on the yeah. linebacker. How'd that work out for him? Concussion. The, yeah. These quarterbacks, they should learn from Brady, Rodgers, Wilson. They all yeah. do the bitch slide and don't think twice about it. Just because,
1: you know, like Jim Brown used to make fun of Franco Harris. For, for running, running out of bounds. Browns. Let's look at Franco. Let's look at Jim Brown right now. <laughs>
2: Franco may be an asshole, but you know what? That's the smartest thing ever. Like, okay, why take a guy on a yard from the sideline? What's that going to prove?
1: Again, Franco won that one.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, Anything else from the week in football before we turn to the big one, which is John Gruden?
1: Uh, It was a great weekend of college
2: football. I know. I talked about it yesterday. What did you like the most? One thing that shook out on Monday I hadn't seen was the family of the kicker for Texas A&M, Seth Small. They put a camera on them, and it was pretty cool.
1: Well, in Texas A&M, is something I would like. Someone has to explain to me. So they're not a military school, but why does everybody dress up like they're in the military?
2: They have a very strong cadet presence, and I, I can't fully explain. I'm sure I'll get an email explaining Texas A&M 101. Where I learned about just how big A&M is, down in texas and how seriously they take their football and how frustrated they are that they have been kind of irrelevant for a long time maybe going back to the jackie Sherrill days remember those days
1: yeah before when he started cheating and he started winning yeah
2: well there was a little bit of johnny manzel which gave him some relevance but you know they they believe they're on par with texas and with the other big boys of the deep south that's what they believe they have i mean because their football history Goes way back, you know. Like they were well, the big shit, like fifty years ago, kind of thing. Well, Bear Bryant coached there. Well, not fifty, but sixty years ago. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I don't know what the cadet thing is. I do love it though. I love that wrinkle at their stadium, and I love the scene. I'd love to go to a game there. I'd love okay. to go to all. I'd, I'd love to go to, a just, games, go to a game on all these Southern tier college factories. I just don't get the uniforms. But
1: that was a great game. That, well, that was a great they're, game. They're
2: military, Jay. They wear uniforms, but
1: they're not really military. Yeah, they're they they're, agri- they're an agricultural
2: school. Well, I think the cadets are military. I think they're like ROTC.
1: But they're like ROTC.
2: <laughs>
1: they're not. They're not real. What do you mean? Like they, they couldn't
2: invade a country?
1: Right. They couldn't. They couldn't. <laughs> They couldn't invade el paso what do you mean
2: couldn't invade a country well, you, you are you are fucking invoking the wrath a we're both talking out our asses because we no, literally we're not. We, don't, not, we don't we don't know anything military. about okay
1: they are not military <laughs> they have no military relevance whatsoever they made that shit up that's what that's like if i wanted to call Mount St. Joe, Mount St. Joe Military School, we could make that shit up. That's what and and it's it's a agricultural school. It's not a military school.
2: Uh the corps of cadets is the <laughs> oldest student organization on campus
1: organization. So they made that shit up. They're not they're not affiliated with the United States military whatsoever. <sighs>
2: During World War II, boots could not be made due to the rationing of leather because of this incoming senior cadets had to buy their special senior boots from former students. Hey, how about that?
1: Again. So, like I said, they're made up. They wear stuff to the games. I mean, they had bonfires on Friday.
2: Yay. hold, Hold on. Cadets in the Corps live a disciplined lifestyle while gaining practical experience in leadership and organizational management. Don't hear anything about shooting guns or driving tanks. Can I?
1: Can I quote? Can I quote Elaine Bennett's fake, 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 fake?
2: <laughs> Participation in the Corps of Cadets helps prepare them for the global leadership challenges of the 21st century. I'm still looking, still looking for the, still looking for the yes. part where they're like shoot, yeah. shoot, kill, kill, invade. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, The Corps of Cadets has many programs that are specifically designed to prepare cadets for leadership roles in the U.S. military, as well as corporate America, government service, and the private sector. (laughs) Fake. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fake. Yeah, but you know what, though? I bet you. They look cool. It's Texas. You give them guns, they'll fuck somebody up. Yeah, that's probably true. shoot themselves. (laughs) I'm just still mad they got rid of the bonfire. You know, the annual bonfire. Didn't somebody die or something? Somebody, I think like two or three kids died, yeah. 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 Well, it doesn't mean quit. It make it safer. That's just my feeling on that. Uh, Anything else on the college football landscape? There's five amazing finishes. Okay. That's it. Let's get to John Gruden. Let me say this, and then the floor is yours. He has a fucking racist-ass heart. I can't say that he is racist all the time to everybody, but that is some racist ass shit to put that in an email about Maurice uh about um uh uh DeMora Smith. D- North, yeah. D- yeah. Like that is that 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 is a dehumanizing racist trope that anyone with a brain and a sense of s- sensibility doesn't even think of uttering, much less putting in a fucking email. And then to explain it away like, well, it's because he's a liar and I call people that have liars rubber lips and that rubber is Michelin. Yeah. Fuck John Gruden. Floor is yours.
1: I I know you will never say anything like that stupidly, but if you do, don't ever ask me to cape up for you. The same way that... I got I got angry when I heard people like, well, the Italian stallion uh, Mike Tirico, oh boy, um, uh, Tony Dungy, Charles Woodson, and um, oh my God, oh Jesus Christ, Brown from the from Notre Dame and the Raiders, shit. Why do I, Tim?
2: Tim Brown. Brown. God
1: damn it. So they all, all say, they all
2: kind of rallied to yeah, say, oh, yeah. oh, but John Gruden's been around a long time. I bet he's not I, racist.
1: I know him. No, you don't.
2: No, you don't. You know
1: him on set. That's it. You don't know and, and you know him as a coach. That's it. Yeah. Don't I hate when people try to cape up and say, well, I know them. No, you don't. You just know him from what you see them for the seven or eight hours a day. You don't know what they're like twenty four seven.
2: So I, and, yeah, you and I are in agreement on that. Uh yes, Randy, you, Randy, Randy Moss cried on the set of NFL countdown on ESPN. Rex Ryan, by the way, said nothing. But he started crying. Uh, Sam Ponder started to started to well, well up Sam as Ponder, well.
1: Sam Ponder cried, yes. Didn't didn't see um the good house back. He just said something like the locker room will straighten that out. Which it's kind of, I think
2: Gruden has now lost the team. Oh, this is a team. I'd have. Uh, he, they didn't look that sharp against the fucking bears. I wish before making them my lock of the week, I would have known this would have come out. Cause no, I, look, th- this is a very egregious thing to say and to put in writing.
1: And, and this is the only thing they pulled out. By the way, Bruce oh no, Allen, no, 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 are, are, by the are way, are you shocked? Yeah. Are shocked Bruce Allen's in on this too?
2: No, not shocked at <laughs> all because they're boys, they're boys from going back to the days of the Raiders. Um, no, here's the thing there's apparently like six emails that have been pulled and flagged as problematic. He apparently, you know, called Goodell a name, but they didn't release what that was. Now, that's one I can get behind because Goodell is a fucking stooge, but that said. I don't know how you, you you square this. You know, I, I don't know if I, if I was a player, I'd be like, oh, so you put this in emails, huh? About the leader of the union. Okay, that's good. And what what you say behind my back? You know. So and how about, so what and will the what will the NFL's punishment be?
1: Well, I was looking into punishments, you know, you know, predating punishments. I didn't know the league. I forgot about this. They suspended Terrell Pryor for shit that happened. At Ohio State. Oh, yeah. For six games.
2: Yeah. It was Uh, it was substance. Was it? No, it was like performance enhancing drug use. I no. Believe. What was no, it? No, he got. Oh, no, he got he, to, it's Trell Pryor for his troubles off yeah. the field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got suspended six games. They have to do
1: something to John Gruden. And yet I they get pro- the feeling. They probably
2: won't. I get the feeling it'll be a major fine. It'll be um, sensitivity training. And that'll be it. I don't think it's in the NFL's interest to actually suspend them. Here's the other problem. Like I wouldn't be against a big suspension like the rest of the year, but that's not going to fix the problem. The problem is he felt comfortable enough in an email saying something like that. Like that's a problem for him. I just I, found it angry that
1: he also called DeMarice a dumbass. This right. is uh, DeMaris graduated from, Virginia with a Ph.D. Yes. I believe John Gruden graduated
2: from Dayton. Yeah, he's far smarter than Gruden. Yeah, in just about like, every other area than calling up Spider Y two banana or whatever the fuck he does.
1: If if you had to fight either one of the Gruden brothers, whose ass would you kick harder, Jay or John's?
2: Uh John for the trophy because you know then better rep to be able to get the cell phone to be able to get the world star hip hop video of oh look at this random guy beat up John Gruden. That'd be cool. Jay had the punchable face, also. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. So, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what what happens. I mean, you know me, Jay. I'm anti throwing people away for one mistake. I'm anti cancel culture. culture. I'm believer of true. if there's gray area and someone is genuinely contrite. I don't believe in one strike and you're done for good. But this this is egregious. This reveals a much darker heart.
1: And he says, Well, I don't want to get into
2: this anymore. Really? Yeah. Because it was it
1: was eleven years ago. Really? Yeah.
2: Okay. Who cares All eleven right. years ago? Okay.
1: All right. Knock no, on I,
2: I, knock on wood if you're with me. Whatever. I, so, to, th- I just, to think to think that uh Chip Kelly was branded a racist just because he lacked emotional intelligence with the Eagles. You know, and LaShawn McCoy, who's a piece of shit, didn't like him. To think that John Gruden can survive this? I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. The problem right. is Gruden is this well-liked league caricature. You know, he's a mascot of sorts, right? Because he's got that stupid Chucky face. Yes, know? and he's All got the bullshit. act. And and the fact that Caliendo did him only elevated him as this character. He's a he's a major attraction in the Disney world that is the NFL. Whether he wins or loses. Oh, look at old John Gruden. Look at him. Look at Chucky. He's so intense. He's so funny saying things.
1: Do you think the NFL has the stones to do something?
2: No. It's not no, the NBA. I do not.
1: not the NBA. The NBA would have suspended him already. This I know.
2: That's a good point.
1: Speaking oh very quickly. Speaking of NBA, I th- I was uh, out to dinner Saturday night with a bunch of broadcasters from the Baltimore area. Oh really? And we were discussing uh, the what are the Bucks doing with their television and radio play-by-play? <laughs>
2: okay, never okay. I want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, we- I, no, no trouble whatsoever. Uh, they hired um Lisa Byington from the Big Ten to be their television play by play. I don't she's probably okay. I the one that I cannot stand is Beth Mowens, because she's got a puke voice, like a lot of bad male broadcasters. But because she's a female, she's trying to play in a deeper register. And here's the driver, Beth Moens, of uh, all Down the field, you know. I don't know about Lisa Byington. But I know this. It was a good time for her to be a woman for that job, that's for sure. They have a very progressive, very woke ownership group. Okay. So right. that's what yeah. they're doing. That's what they're doing there. The the radio, um, they actually just named the guy. It's this guy Dave Kane. Kohen from Virginia. He'd been calling Virginia.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because we were because we were talking about now the Virginia job is open, and everybody's saying what a good gig that is.
2: It's not bad. It's a Division One national championship yeah. play-by-play job for radio, which I don't know. Uh, by the got, way, r- I'm r- still I'm surprised they have radio play-by-play for the NBA to begin with, because who the fuck listens to them? Who listens? That's true. Maybe you should get your tape ready. You did games. You could be UVA. I'll tell you this. This will sound cocky, but it's not. If if you can back it up, I'd fucking kill that job. (laughs) I could (laughs) absolutely rat-a-tat-tat, play-by-play, and sound really, really good. But you see, these NBA teams are treating their broadcast positions as sort of storefront windows for their progressiveness. You know, they want people that are younger that look good and also tick off certain boxes. They don't want good. Good doesn't matter. If good mattered, Buckhans would still be doing the Wizards. A
1: freaking man. Same
2: thing for Phil Chenier. They were just too old. And it didn't mean that their analysis of the league was not accurate or good or insightful. It was just like, who are these guys? They think these teams think in terms of, well, can we – open a sales pitch with somebody by saying, come meet our broadcasters. And then when they're old guys that, you know, one's a player from the seventies, the other guy's a nearly 60 year old white guy. They're like, yeah, I don't know. So they're like, oh, Ashton Kutcher and Drew Gooden there. Well, Plus they want you to do
1: all, they want you to do all types of... Did you hear how Steve Colby lost his job? Yes.
2: The- okay, this is a good story for those listening. So Steve Colby, friend of ours... Uh, worked- Mount St. Joe grad. Mount St. Joe grad. He worked his way into a play-by-play job with the Washington Capitals, NHL franchise. He was a board op at Yes. W- at, T-M. At T-M. Yeah. back in the early 90s, but because he had a big voice, and he was a big guy, he is a big guy, yes. and he had, a, he had a big voice... And he was a passionate guy. Somebody caught the ear of somebody in the organization They gave him the play-by-play job. It's incredible, right? So he yeah. has made it. He, you know, this is Cinderella time. He, he's living in the castle. He's got a regular play-by-play job. They start to tell him sometime around 2000 or thereabouts, hey, uh, Steve, you know, I know you're used to getting three months off in the summer, but we're going to need you to do this, this, and this as new media was starting to spool up. And we need to do this, this, and this. And he's like, I can't do that. In the summer, I've got my bass fishing tournaments that I'm already signed up for. And they're like, really? And he's like, really? And they said, you're out. Yeah. Yes. Bass fishing. He didn't want to give up his bass fishing. He died
1: on that hill.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't. And maybe he regrets it. Have you talked to him since? 100.
1: I talked to Colby a couple times about two
2: to three years ago. He never said he regretted it, but I'm sure he does. Who's got bigger regret Colby for doing that or Bram Weinstein for not having an agent and being up for renewal at ESPN, the worldwide leader, and then having them (laughs) shove an offer in front of him that said, you've got 24 hours, take it or leave it. And he said, well, I thought we'd be having a discussion here, and I and then they're like, that's it, you're, you're out. You're out, yeah. That, and that's basically how we put – he was like, are we going to go back and
1: forth? And they're like, no.
2: Yeah. I can't I was- believe he didn't have an agent. You got to have an agent at that level. Hire one, somebody, anybody, somebody respectable. Not to necessarily bang ESPN for a Berman-like contract. He wasn't going to do that. But
1: just that. make sure all the teams to and be a buffer. To right.
2: be a buffer, the agent oh. then interfaces with management, and they say all the right things, and they and the agent goes, "Yeah, I know, I know." And you've got a lot of the, a lot of other guys on ESPN News, but listen, my guy Bram, he, he's really good. You put him on your Sports Center commercials. You want to stay in that business, right? And then you take their offer, shitty as it may be, as the agent. You turn around and you go to Bram and you go, look, I know it's not a ton of money. You wanted more, but you're in a good spot here. You're on SportsCenter promo commercials. That's really good. I was going
1: to say, yeah, you're up and coming.
2: Yeah. Let's play this out. Let's let's stay inside the tent here and let's see how it works out. That's what an Um, agent does. Speaking of no agents.
1: So I'm with also at this dinner were a few uh, Ravens uh, beat reporters. Okay. And they said, and I quote, Lamar Jackson has lost hundreds of millions of dollars letting his mother be his agent.
2: Does not surprise me. Yes. Does he not have a marketing agent? No. No, no. agents. No agents. Mom did the no. contract. Mom, no. Mom yeah, does he doesn't the marketing
1: have a contract yet. So it's literally
2: well, he's losing he, money his NFL every contract. day his his first right but yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Re, he's re-upping for this year Yeah, no see most most guys of note in the NFL have two agents at least they've got their agent that negotiates with the league and the team's contract agent and then they got a marketing agent that puts the smaller deals together
1: I would have hired clutch sports so quickly your head would have spun but no he's got his mother and he's kinda, said hundreds and
2: millions of dollars kind of makes me like him a little bit more just saying why really? that's stupid but I'm not he's humble guy. that's why he's humble he doesn't care, he doesn't care about all that guy. money stuff jay. money <laughs> who guy. needs money okay fuck that guy all right jay who is your ftg for the week
1: again running away with the title the uh the rick flair of the fuck that guy Woo! badass jason whitlock <laughs> what now who called Randy Moss weak and woman womanry for womanly. crying on the set? That's right. a boy. Yeah, womanly, womanly for crying on the set.
2: Yeah, yes. it's called a weak feminine energy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, shut the fuck up, you fat pig.
2: <laughs> so to Jason Whitlock for the, we should really count the number of times. We
1: should just call it the Whitlock. Don't we even say I, fuck. Okay. Who gets this week's Whitlock?
2: I'm gonna say conservatively, this is his fifth title. I'm going to say eight. I'm going to
1: say eight. eight. You want to say eight? Eight. You want to put the official number at eight?
2: Let's compromise. uh, Seven. Our seven-time winner of Jay's Fuck That Guy, Jason Whitlock. Yes. All right, my FTG goes to one J.R. Smith, who shot (laughs) 81 as a freshman walk-on for North Carolina T and golf the aggies 35 years old two time nba champ 100 million plus in the bank and he's trying to play college golf because he technically has eligibility left he like beat one person at this tournament this low level tournament at whatever division North carolina a and T is and I don't want to hear one spin it like oh no you're in Division his- one division they one. are okay i don't yeah. want to hear anything about he earned his way on the team or he's not taking a spot away from anybody bull to the fucking shit you're thirty five you're a former NBA player I'm happy you can break eighty fuck off go play with your friends don't try to play in college sorry J.r. Smith, but fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, Jay, anything else before we wrap it today? Yeah, it good. Okay. As <laughs> always, as Ken Beatrice used to like to say, Bye-bye now. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time. Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie with a historic 18 week schedule, offering more action than ever before. You need a sports book casino. That's reliable and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season. So do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu alpha bravo echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar that's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code zabe and making your first deposit today bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie and when you win get paid